Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, And this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, hello, hello. I'm, it's like muscle memory, trying to remember what it's like to sit in front of the mic again. Hi, Aid. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm excited. Hi, people out there. Welcome to our Ask Us Anything episode part one. I'm excited to do this. How are you feeling, Aid? I'm excited to do this, too, because these people sent us a lot of good questions. Things I had never thought of in my life I had to think about. <laughs> <laughs> But before we roll into it, what's going on with everybody on social media? Man, A, I wish I could remember, but really, I've really been enjoying our time off. It's so bad that I still haven't watched. Somebody DM to ask if you've watched the Where Are They Now episodes. Have you watched it? I have not because, <laughs> as you know, I've been pretty busy. <laughs> I know. I haven't watched it either. It's kind of like we're on quote-unquote vacation. Not like travel. Well, Aid has been traveling. But, you know, just taking time off. Because it does take a lot of work, taking notes, recording, planning it out. So we've just kind of taken a break. So we're behind on, you know, the episodes. But I heard it was good. Well, we, we do plan on watching it. I did watch one episode of Couples Cam. And I want to say it's back to form because I really enjoyed it. Have you watched that? I haven't watched a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch. I watched one episode. I tried to live tweet it. Actually, if anyone's following our Twitter, I think I'm going to, when I watch um, the second episode of Couples Cam, I'll probably, or the Where Are They Now episode, probably try to live tweet that. But who knows? I abandoned halfway through because I stopped halfway through. But anyways, <laughs> on social media, I don't know what's been going on. The most recent in memory is Jamie just had a birthday somewhere in florida i don't think it was miami and the girls of season 12 were there to celebrate with her minus clara of course i feel like that's going to be the thing there's going to be a lot of things minus clara and it was very um interesting to watch shall i say because for one i don't think jamie has ever hung out with any of the girl cast Right? Am I wrong? Not that I recall. Not that yeah, I recall. like I assume that they were filming something. I don't think anybody would just go hang out with Jamie in Florida to have <gasps> fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder. Oh, that makes sense because Clara wasn't there, huh? Yeah, because yeah, Clara don't want to do this no more. Well, what would they be filming that was just them? Anyways, it wasn't organic, and the only way I can describe it is, as you guys know, we're from Nigeria, so sometimes my brain thinks in different languages. And there's a word that we use, and it's called agbaya. I don't know the best way to translate that in English. It's more like an adult not acting their age and acting childish. But it's not necessarily childish, but, you know, like we're trying to explain, there's a cultural context to this. Do you want to take this aid? Sure. In the culture, what is like, 
I won't say prized among anything, but it's an elder-based culture and that the hierarchy is based on your age. I would say the hierarchy in some ways is based on your age even more than it's based on your gender. So, mm-hmm. which is, in my opinion, different from Western culture in some ways. But if the entire hierarchy is like, who is oldest? Because the oldest person is to be the most respected. If they're telling you that you are acting like a child, they're saying you're not even worthy of the respect that age is gi- that age has given you. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's not always mean. Like, I mean, I'd say 95% of the time it's mean. Every now and then someone says it jokingly, but yeah. they really mean like, why are you an adult acting like a child? <laughs> yeah. So I'm not to say like, oh, she can't hang out with them. It just, something about it just didn't feel... Like, that's why when Aid says they're probably filming something, it truly just makes sense because it just didn't seem like... I mean, yeah, they were all proclaiming their love for each other and having fun, but I don't know. Something about it was just a little off. And for those who watch reality shows, I think another example for context of who Anagbaya would be would be someone like Ramona. Ramona always tries to act young and tries to hang out with her daughter's friends and just do the most. I think she just discovered um, beer pong and said that. She just discovered this new game. <laughs> because she college students playing. So something like that is just what it meant. But anyways, yeah. So they're um, hanging out together. Um, the couples seem to be still having fun. AJ and Stephanie still having fun with each other. I think she just celebrated um, a birthday. Yeah. I don't know. Jamie's busy, though. I think she also just celebrated um, her anniversary. Was that before we went on break? Or... That was before we went on break, yeah. Okay. Before but we, she before did extend break. it out, so who knows? Okay, yeah, because the first year, the one-year-old the one year old birthday, too, was like six months, too. So. So I got an interesting message about Jamie from someone who's like, worlds collide, because the what is called, like, the the mommy influencer world hits married at first sight. I guess it's called parental influencing, but it's mostly moms. Talking of which, I listened to a podcast called Under the Influence with Joe Piazza, and it was all about mommy like influencers. It was fascinating. I thought of Jamie the whole time, the whole time I was listening to it. Not um, Danielle. <laughs> Danielle too, a little bit, but mainly Jamie. Um, but Jamie got in trouble with kind of that universe a little bit. Um, so a man very prominent in the community um, was very upset because Jamie posted the, a pride loop giveaway. These loop giveaways are ways for influencers to increase their numbers. They basically say like, follow all of us and you'll be entered into win a prize, a prize. Well, she did a pride themed like cruise that you could win along with all these other people. But the person who called her out specifically clearly had never watched married at first sight because he was like, I can't believe one of the people on the, the main beef was that why would straight people have a pride giveaway? And like, there was no nexus between like support of the gay community or support of the LBTQ, like none of that. It was just, it's June, have a pride giveaway. And then the person was like, and this woman appeared on a show called Married at First Sight that makes a mockery of marriage. That part I took personally. I was like, Married at First Sight does not make a mockery of marriage. You've clearly never watched a show. But yeah, so Jamie was in a little bit of trouble for that, but I don't think she called off the giveaway or anything because who cares? <laughs> I need my followers. Yep. I mean, I think that's about it. I think the only thing I raised an, eye, an eyebrow 
too, was that I haven't seen Virginia post a lot of pictures with Eric. And I think when she was leaving Florida, she put like a poll where it was like, where should I go next? Back to the boys or somewhere else or something like that. I'm like, how's that even an option? <laughs> she missed home, but that's it. I mean, I know the rumors are there, but we do see them. We still saw them together after the reunion and all. So I don't know. Have you seen anything on Reddit? No. I mean, someone posted that um, Virginia moved into their building and not with Eric. But then, like, the next day she posted his, like, birthday dinner. So everybody's like, well, maybe you don't know what you're talking about. Um, what I have noticed about Virginia's social media is that she really is leaning hard into this I want to be an influencer game. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, um, let me tell, like, everybody's been asking about my skincare routine. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yesterday she posted, like, oh, people may ask about my shorts. I was like, who? 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 <laughs> <laughs> who? <laughs> I've linked them. I'm like, okay, okay. This is kind of bad, but who has i know that iris does some and there are a couple other former cast members who do some but yeah i don't think you can really be like a full-time influencer unless you get that sweet baby money like you gotta have a kid (laughs) (laughs) which i don't know what that says about the world of influencing but it's uh, it's it's something yeah (sighs) all right so now that we're done going over our old people well oh and i'm sure you guys saw that we did announce you know, the season 13 cast, people did their write-up. I mean, there's not a lot you can get out of, you know, that. But uh, we did post it. It was nice to see the diversity. It was nice to see the over 30 set very well represented. I did not see anybody from high school. That was a disappointment. But there's still the weddings and stuff, so I'll be just looking very closely for someone that I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... We are now going to go into our Ask Us Anything questions. We will have two episodes of questions. So in this episode, we're going to do how we met, personal questions, and questions about other shows. And episode two will be all the questions you had about maths. (laughs) And it was a really nice split between the two topics. So, Tane, you ready? I am ready. Okay. So the first question that was asked a few different ways, but we'll just provide one answer, which was, how did we meet? And this, the first time we told this story was on a Nigerian wedding episode on Patreon. But we're going to tell it again for all of you guys. So go ahead, Tane. <laughs> okay. So we have known of each other. I am really good friends with Aid's brother-in-law. I've known him since I was in college. Um, back in Texas. And I was actually there when he met Aid's sister and they eventually got married. But I didn't really meet um, Aid. We were in the same wedding of a mutual friend. And part of what we talked about in Nigerian weddings was like, it is so huge that you might not see anyone. That wedding had like about a thousand people. I have no recollection of seeing Aid at all. <laughs> at that wedding, but we were both there. I have no recollection of meeting her at her sister's wedding even though you should you weren't a train were you i was the maid of honor at the wedding <laughs> yeah but i don't even know if i made it to the church so anyways yeah so i didn't i don't recall but i knew who she was but i recognized her name i moved to you know the area and i recognized her name on a tv group it was like an online tv group where you know like we mentioned reality shows and all that And she was asking that she had an extra ticket to a speed dating event. And if anybody wanted to go, 
And I was like, hey, I'm single. I'm doing nothing. I'm new to the area. I'll go. But then I felt weird. I'm really weird about, like, just <laughs> reaching out to people. And then I reached out to her brother-in-law, like, do you think it's weird? Should I just reach out? And he's looking at me like, what is wrong with you? Like, just ask and say yes. So I did. And I'm like, oh, I'll go. And she's like, okay, cool. And then we officially met by going to the speed dating event. Did I miss anything? You didn't miss anything. Just in case anybody's wondering, Tane did not meet her husband at the speed dating event. No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, since, since then, yes, we've been friends ever since. Yeah, that event was such a dud, but the highlight of it was someone coming in to sit with me and telling me about another other person implying that he was doing coke. And that's why he came <laughs> to That was a very interesting night, but yeah. <laughs> So that is how we met. We met twice at two different weddings, including one in which I was in the wedding party. The other wedding, she was in the wedding party with my sister, but we didn't actually become friends till like seven or eight years later. (laughs) Yeah, when we met. And yeah, and I think we had things in common because you asked me to the the book festival. Yeah. And you seemed really surprised that I showed up. Every year I volunteer at the National Book Festival here in D.C. It is a wonderful event. Every year I tell every friend I have, hey, come to the book festival. Um, I think Tane is the second friend in like eight years of volunteering. (laughs) That's probably why I was surprised. I was like, wait, you're going to come to the book festival? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. That's a good lead in to someone who said that she was curious about who we are and that we intentionally leave our personal lives out of the episodes, but she wonders what we do for work and what our interests are besides reality TV. Read it all, man. She gave us compliments. Okay. You have such great insights, and you're both hilarious and smart, and I wonder what type of work you do. Thanks for reading my question, and thanks for your awesome episodes. I don't know anyone who watches the show, so I appreciate your banter about it. Looking forward to next season. As am I. As am I. So anyway, (laughs) Tane. What do you do for work and for fun and et cetera? Yeah, I, I'll answer that. But before I say that, the intention of leaving the personal lives out of the episodes, you know, for some reason, I do think that we put it here and there. It's not like upfront. Like we don't do, like I know like for most podcasts, there's like a lot of banter intro in the beginning and all that kind of stuff. We don't do that, but I think we do sprinkle little here and there's about our lives. And then maybe we do talk about it, but it's on our Patreon so we think we're talking about it, but not everyone has access to it. But I don't know. I just thought about it when I saw the intentionally. I was like, do we do it intentionally? Do you think uh, I think I, I agree with everything that I think we are both pretty private. So I think we intend to do the podcast privately going forward as we have in the past. Um, I don't think there's like a real reason for that. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just focusing on it. I for me let me speak for me like I think like even at work and Aid knows this about me I I tend to have like a a strong wall between work and my personal life like the two don't mingle so maybe that carried over into this is like I see this not like I see it as work but it's just like another thing that I put in its own little corner and I don't you know put the two together which leads to so what do you do for work tell the people yes What I do for work, I am in marketing. Uh, My official title is I am a brand manager. So it's as fun as it sounds and it's as stressful as it sounds. So a lot of what I do is like I'm in the creative 
side of things and I just create awareness for products. <laughs> I work for the government in communications. <laughs> and that's where I always leave it. I work for the government in communications. Basically, yeah. where I work, we do things. And because we work for you, the people, I tell you what we're doing. <laughs> that was a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> but the second part of the question was our interest besides reality TV. So for me, a huge part of my life is reality TV. Like I always say, there's not a lot of reality TV shows that I don't watch. Yesterday, I found myself watching Survivor South Africa, and I'm like, Tay, this is a lot. But reality TV, why are you laughing, Tay? I'm offended. <laughs> you should be laughing at yourself. <laughs> I would never be ashamed of it. That is the goodness of it all. But anyways, besides that, um, a lot of what I do, um, I like to travel. I always hate saying that because I make fun of people like Christina and Haley that think travel is a personality, but I really do enjoy it because I like um, enjoying other cultures. I haven't been on a plane since 2019. I read a lot. I just enjoy reading and exploring. I think it's another way, I think, for exploring the world. Um, I like, I was going to say I like trying out recipes, but I haven't done that in a while. But there used to be a time where every Saturday I'd randomly pick a recipe and just try it out. Um, so I don't mind where people think cooking is a chore. It's not a chore for me. I kind of like it. Um, yeah. How about you? I, I have, a, I feel like I have a lot of hobbies. Yeah. Um, I also really like to read and I read a lot. Um, I used to, like you, like I, I am a serious baker, but I haven't baked in a few months, but um, I used to spend a lot of time baking. And, oh, I really, really like gymnastics. Before the pandemic, I was in adult gymnastics class. I can't wait to get back to it. Um, I also like to watch gymnastics. So I follow like the whole college season. And then part of what I've been doing for the past couple of weeks included going to Fort Worth to see Simone Biles in the flesh and at the U.S. Mm -hmm. National Championships for gymnastics. Um, and like my life will be devoted to gymnastics for the next few weeks because the Olympics are coming. So this is like the biggest deal for gymnastics, you know. So it takes, yeah. I'll be waking up at four in the morning to watch gymnastics to make sure I don't miss a single second of it. Uh, uh, I don't really have, I guess, I think that's all my hobbies. Well, I also I, travel. Yeah, I travel too. Same thing. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. I remembered my, I think a lot of mine is forgotten because of COVID because two things I remembered, I go to a lot of concerts. Like there's not been a lot. I've seen all the people that I want to see. Like, it's just really fun for me. I really like music. And I'm actually really big on volunteering, but these are things that I haven't done. And I don't remember who I am before COVID. So I have to rediscover myself, but volunteering is a huge thing for me. I like food banks and I like like Meals on Wheels. I've lived in a couple of different states and in every state, once I move there, I just kind of join and do that. So I don't know, is volunteering a hobby? Because I actually- Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I hope that answers your question. So we're moving on. And moving on to the questions that were asked that were about our personal questions. And the first question is, I think a lot of us who listen aren't just fans of maths, but fans of the two of you as well. That is so nice. I never, it's always still so strange to me when people say that, like just little us. <laughs> I know, I'm like, you like me, you really like me. <laughs> <laughs> so the personal question is, you both mentioned being deathly afraid of pets. 
pets. And I'm sad you're missing out on that kind of love. Any backstory to this fear, Aide? Right. So I'm scared of dogs and I don't like the rest um, <laughs> of animals. Um, and I'm getting better with my fear of dogs, but I still just don't. I think I'm freaked out about sudden movements and like just unknown things around me. So I don't really, I don't like pets. I don't feel I'm missing anything either. <laughs> and there's no backstory to my dog fear. I've just always been afraid of dogs. Um, and I don't have a, I really like children. And I think that's what um, steps me up from being a sociopath. Um, but like, I don't really want to take care of an animal. Like I don't want a fish. I don't want a hamster. <laughs> Um, I don't want a pet snake. So what about you, Dane? Um, I don't mind having a goldfish. Um, I don't have a backstory. Just from the moment I've known myself or had memories, I've just been deathly afraid of them. I'm not even scared of being bitten. I just don't want them near me. I don't want them jumping on me. I don't want to be licked or be friendly. And it's just it's just a reflex reaction. A dog comes near me and I've been known to have panic attacks. I've been known to scream. I've been known to cry. All this in public. It's very embarrassing. So something must have happened to me in my past life. But it's just a huge reaction that it, I, even I don't understand. So, yeah, there you have it. So I just don't want to constantly be in fear. So I just say I don't like them. All righty. <laughs> so the next question is, what are some of your biggest pet peeves in life? I feel like once again, the pandemic, I'm like, I've gotten to avoid humans so much over the past year and a half. They really haven't had the opportunity to get on my nerves. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'll repeat this. I, some of you, if you can remember back to last season, I really hate tableside guacamole or any type of like people, <laughs> any type of like people making my dinner in front of me. Um, if I go to dinner or lunch with people, it's because I want to talk to that person. I don't want to watch you make the food. I just want you to bring it to me. <laughs> so no Korean barbecue for you? Uh, the nice thing about Korean barbecue is you just make it yourself. Um, like the person I think comes sometimes and puts it on, but they don't, you don't have to, yeah. That's a little bit different. Like when they're, you know, flipping knives in the air, you can't just be like, oh, I want to talk to my friend. Now I got to watch you flip this knife to slice these onions. Oh, oh no, <laughs> bocce. <laughs> Is that the only pet peeve you have? I can't think of any others. What about you? <laughs> okay. My biggest, biggest, I have so many. I'm like the cranky, grouchy old woman. Like, but I'll, re I'll, I'll just name a few for you guys. I don't like panty lines. I don't understand how grown women have wear a nice dress, wear a tight dress, wear tight pants and walk around with panty lines. All my friends know that about me. It's very rational, like a lot of my pet peeves, but I don't like it. I think it ruins an outfit. Um, I don't like when people don't say please and thank you. I don't care if you're a kid. I don't care if you're an adult. I just, I don't care if we've known each other for 20 years when no please, is being said when no thank you has been said it just really really gets on my nerves so those are the two i hate toothpaste being squeezed from the middle <laughs> <laughs> have to be from the bottom so i'll just leave wow. you with three because i could go on and on and on about my pet peeves but i think what cracks me up is like two of the three like you guys are really getting to know us. I don't care about, like, my panty lines, especially my own. Like, I really just care about comfortable underwear. And I'm like, if there's a panty line, so be it. 
and, and I, underwear. And I squeeze my toothpaste from the middle. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Don't even get me started. I have another pet peeve of mine is hair. I cannot stand hair. I do not. You don't want to know how many family members, friends I am taking to a wax center. I just don't like hair. But that's me. <laughs> I have a lot of pet peeves, but I'm not going to bore you with them <laughs> today. <laughs> okay, moving on to something nicer. And I don't even think I have an answer. So this is all you aid. What is your favorite comfort food? I feel like my favorite comfort food is a chocolate chip cookie warm from the oven. I'm also a big fan of a chocolate chip oatmeal. Um, at one point, I had like a chocolate chip peanut butter oatmeal cookie recipe I made all the time. Everybody loved it. I like cookies. <laughs> What's I love your chewy, chewy cookies, soft chewy cookies? I don't think I have a favorite comfort food, but I am going to piggyback on something you just said. I love peanut butter in that I can eat peanut butter from the jar. But anything peanut butter flavored, I don't want any parts of it. I would not order a peanut butter cookie. I'm the complete opposite. Well, not complete. I love peanut butter flavored things even more than I love peanut butter. Like, I can eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Um, but I would, like, I prefer peanut butter flavored things. Interesting. Yeah. And it always has to be chunky. Chunky peanut butter. Okay. Um, <laughs> this just made me think of Jake. What trend would you bring back between 1980 and now? I hate most trends. The only trend that I've seen, I keep on seeing like pictures of the Williams sisters when they were young and they had the beads in the hair. And I still feel like, I don't know if that trend has like faded out. I still feel like people are doing it. But if I could bring a trend back, it would be little black girls with like 50 beads in their hair. It's so pretty. Oh, that's so cute. I can't. I don't think I can think of any trend, even though trends seem to always come back. It's well, I would say jeans are back, so I don't, I don't think I could bring it back. I can't think of anything. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. What talent do you wish you had, but you don't? I wish I could speak Spanish. I don't know if that's a talent, though. <laughs> but if there's any skill in life, I wish I would have. I wish I could speak Spanish. So you just named it. It's a skill, not a talent. Uh, um, <laughs> if there was a talent, I wish I could like dance. I'm not a good dancer. I wish I could dance, like choreograph dances. Yeah, fun fact. I used to be in a dance group. I wasn't many. I was one in college, and they used to make fun of me because I always used to say, "This is why I came to college to dance." And when I graduated, my I used to go to this hip hop class. And she picked me out and said, you have to be in my group. It was called Horizon. It was like a world group. And she let me choreograph some African dance groups and we performed in like some international festivals or whatever back in Dallas. Well, I did dance in high school, but I knew I wasn't good at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what time I do wish you had, but don't. I wish I could do hair. Um, I wish I could do hair and I wish I could do makeup. I really admire when I see people who do it like, I don't have the patience, so I don't even know if I have the talent, but you know, I think being creative like that and having a tangible talent that you can see, um, I wish I could do that. You don't count hair and makeup as skills? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. 
I don't want to keep saying I don't know. What talent do I wish I have? I wish I could... I don't want to say I wish I could write. I wish I was an author. Like, when I read a really good book, I'm like, I wish I could do that. Huh. Yeah, like, move people with my words. Yeah. Hmm. My writing. I wish I had that talent. Okay. And the last question in here is, what is the best season and why is it fall? I have come to appreciate fall since I started living on the East Coast. It took a few years. At first, I was like, why is this thing called fall? It feels like winter because that is what winter feels like in Texas. I like summer. I like spring. I I can't believe I'm going to say this. I don't have a favorite season. I don't like winter on the East Coast, but I love winter in Texas because it's not that cold. Go ahead. Okay, what's yours? Oh, it's just summer. I'm like Nigerian. I'm always cold. I don't like the feeling of being cold because it's so uncomfortable. I just rather feel hot than feel cold. Because when people complain about the heat, I'm like, well, it's not like we're standing outside. You can stay inside with the AC. But I like the option of also if I step out, I don't need a jacket. I hate, I hate wearing jacket, wearing coats. And it's just like a burden to me. So I just like summer. Summer just feels like hope to me. Okay. <laughs> And now we'll go on to questions you guys had about making the podcast. I'd love to hear about how you two decided to start a podcast. It's something I've always been curious about, but don't know where to start and have even less of a clue about how I'd set aside the time. <sighs> okay. I can answer that. Um, so I listen to a lot of podcasts about shows and so does aid. Um, but with my reality shows, I just follow up, but like it's obscure ones like for survivor and the challenge. And I also used to listen to one for maps. It was called bride and doom. And then the one season, I can't remember what season they came back and they didn't come back. And I'm all like frantic. Like I need to hear other people's thoughts because at the time, I don't think I knew anyone else who watched it. And I tweeted at the person and she's like, no, we're not coming back. And I don't know what happened. I think they a fight or something I don't know um then I was telling my friend about it and she's like why don't you start one I was like why who does that no because it just wasn't in the realm of possibility um for me so I was sitting and talking to a because what we do is sometimes you just talk about reality shows and go off on a tangent and then I randomly just told her and I was like oh yeah can you believe xyz said I should do a podcast ha 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 and Aid is like I'll do it I'm like what <laughs> And she's like, yeah, like, uh, if you want to do it, like, the only thing is I don't have time right now. You can just go ahead and do, like, the research and all. I wasn't working at the time, so I had all the time. But, yeah, we can just go ahead and do it. And I'm like, huh, okay, challenge accepted. And, you know, I'm very type A, so it's like, if I said something, I'm not going to back out on it, even if I was scared and I wanted to. So just did the research, started going about on it, and also call was formed. Yep. Um, so the part about you don't know where to start, like, I know full well I would never made a podcast by myself. <laughs> like, have to have a partner. We always laugh. Like, we can see why so many podcasts start and so many podcasts end. Because I would say it's pretty simple to get started. Like, you buy the equipment, like, you buy a microphone, you figure out the technology... I wouldn't say that part was that difficult. Tane, what do you would you say that to? Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the barrier to entry is pretty low. 
I think it's the commitment, setting aside the time, like sticking to the schedule, especially now that we're out of like pandemic, like passing up sometimes on social things because like we do our podcast on very specific days. <laughs> uh, Actually, I think this is a good segue to the question. Tell us your process of recording and publishing each episode. We watch a show on, well, I watch a show on Wednesday, usually while it's on, maybe like 30 minutes later. So if I remember to skip to commercials. Um, and then on Thursday night, basically we wait for each other to get off work. And then the minute we get off work, we like have a chat and then we record and then we edit. Then the next day we post early on Patreon and then later in the day on the next day on the regular feed. Is that? Answer the question, you think, Tane? Or was that too? It does. <laughs> Except you made it sound like we just said how much work it is, and you just made it sound like <laughs> it is. No, but yeah, she's right. It's that I, I think I was thinking back to the person who said, you know, have a clue where to um how to set aside the time. The entry, I can see how it's overwhelming when you have absolutely no clue. Because when we started, we started with anchor. And Anchor was free. Anchor is like the easiest thing. I think Spotify owns it. You could just, we used to do it on our phones, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you could do it on your phone and it's just easy there. And then we used to joke because there was a time where no matter what we did, we had like, we had to do multiple tries before everything aligned. <laughs> Either something echoed, something cut off. I think at some point during the early days, we recorded an entire episode and realized we did not hit record. So it was a, it's a lot of trial and error, you know, finding your groove. What are you going to do? Feeling out, because you can be friends with someone, but you don't know what it's like, you know, when you're in the, it's not, it's business kind of like in terms of like finding your groove when you're not just talking about it on the couch with each other. Like now it's a show. So, you know, we do have a, like a script, like aid writes us an outline that we, you know, we follow and kind of keeps us on track. So I think, for us, a lot of things that help is that we actually we actually have strategy meetings, right? Yeah, we talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, we talk to each other. We actually, besides recording, besides watching, we sit, we have an Excel sheet going. This is coming out when we're recording this. We split our duties, you know, between each other. And then and again, yeah, if you're going down to the granular, it's like the social media aspect of it, the editing part of it, you know, the show notes and, you know, getting things out. So, um, yeah, that's the process of recording and publishing. We have days for everything, days to watch, days to record, even when we're watching, who's going to, you know, take notes on this, take notes on that. We write down to that. We have that level of granularity when we're planning out um, what we're doing. And I think what's good about that is like, because when you do things over and over again, we have a process and it's just second nature now. I hope that answers your question. I'm in awe of people who do a podcast by themselves and like book a guest every week. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know how, like, that's just a lot. I think that's a lot more work than like what we have going here. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why I'm like, I would never do this by myself. And I don't really understand people who do that. <laughs> And, you know, it's also a perspective because I met someone and they were like, you do a weekly podcast? And in my head, I'm like, yeah, and sometimes twice if we have like a bonus episode. And they're like, yeah, because they have a podcast, but they do it monthly. But then it was so much that now they're up to four people just to share the load for a monthly podcast. So <laughs> it's perspective for everyone, what you want to, you know, put in it and, you know, get out of it. So 
So someone asked, how do you feel about doing video reviews on YouTube? Your commentary is hilarious, and I'm sure facial expressions would make it even better. (laughs) I'm going to let y'all in on a secret. We don't even do videos when we're recording. (laughs) And I know that we are like one of the few podcasts who does it this way. We're literally, we we can't see each other. We can only hear each other. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, And so I can't see video reviews in our future. Like... We're, we we had to we tried video maybe like once or twice and we just realized like we want to focus on like our notes. I can't imagine trying to like look at a video screen and like talk at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with eight. Like it's just not. I mean, for one, I'm just not. I feel like I'll just be awkward. The facial expression I think is right. I'm one of those people that can't play poker. My face is very expressive. So yeah, maybe it would be better. But to her point, like I think the few times we recorded the video and I think we were a guest in someone else's show, you forget about the fact that the people listening can't see your face. So sometimes even if you're agreeing and you're just nodding, that doesn't translate over. So that's going to be, I mean, I guess with YouTube, you'd be watching, but I don't know. It just seems like a lot of things to do at the same time. Look at your notes, find your thoughts, scratch your head, like what am I saying? (laughs) (laughs) And then smile. And then, you know, if someone says something, I can't censor, you can't censor yourself when you make a stank face, you know. (laughs) But yeah, for now, it is not on the table to do video reviews on YouTube. Next question. Do you guys listen to any other mass review shows? If so, which ones? I actually don't. And it's so interesting that there are others now, because like I said, what propelled this was the fact that there was none to listen to. So I don't even know if this is a side effect of Chris of, or if this is, was from New Orleans, you know, because I know like a lot of mass review shows popped up with this season, but I just after watching and then all the time and devotion that we put into it, I really just don't want to hear about it anymore. So, <laughs> and yeah. So no, I I don't. I intentionally do not. Well, I have a theory. I think people start maps podcast. Like when I look through, there's all these people who like did season eleven or started to do a season and then it just they fell off. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is one. I, I don't want to listen to any other podcasts or really read anything before we record because yeah. I don't want to be influenced by other people and then start giving their opinions instead of my opinions. Yeah. After the season was over, I did listen to a couple episodes of The Bald and the Beautiful, which is actually a video. Um, I was looking for an audio version. I really like one of the people on the show, Angel Lakita Moore. Uh, but I only listened to like two episodes and I haven't. I think they've even interviewed like people from the show. Um, I don't know how many seasons they've covered. I only watched a couple episodes from this season. But yeah, I feel like it's best if I avoid any other commentary. Yeah. It's so bad because my friends, like now I have friends who watch it and then they watch it after and then they want to discuss with me, but I'm so talked out. Like, I just don't want to talk about it or hear about it anymore. Like, you know, I think like all the time it takes in our podcast is enough for me, so... I have a coworker who on like Thursdays will be like, oh my God, did you watch last night? I'm like, of course I did. You know, I have a podcast. And then, then she's, but I've trained her because now she's like, oh yeah, but you don't want to talk about it until after you record. I'm like, yes, I got to get, save everything, record the episode. And then I can talk to you about the episode after we record. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. Moving on to questions about other shows. What show do you most hate yourself for watching but secretly watch anyway? None. Because I don't hate myself for watching anything and I don't secretly watch anything because I live by myself. And even if I'm talking to my friends or family, I dare them to judge me for what I watch on TV. I, I think this whole line of thinking is like a little, like, why would you feel bad for what you watch on television? If it entertains you, it entertains you. I'm not going to lie. I always feel like this stuff comes up with shows that women watch. <laughs> no one ever yeah. says, oh, you watch too much football? Do you feel bad for it? <laughs> <laughs> People watch baseball on television. Baseball is the most boring sport there ever was. Do you think they feel bad about it? No. So why am I going to be feel ashamed for watching Love After Lockup? I don't think so. What about you, Tane? <laughs> um, I do not hate myself for anything that I watch. I am the best hate watcher ever in that I will watch things that I think are terrible, but not because I feel guilty or anything. So, um... Any of the reality shows, nope. I feel like reality shows are pretty much a formula. Like, you already know what to expect. So when people say, is it good? I really actually don't even know how to answer. It doesn't have to be good. It's a reality <laughs> show, and I'm just going to watch it anyways. But to answer your question, I am a reformed um, hate watcher because now if I don't like something, I watch way too much stuff that I have to clear time. The last thing that I hated watching, I don't think I hated myself. That's on them, not me. But I hated watching was Tyler Perry's Sisters. That show was so bad and very clearly the worst thing that I watched on earth. I have to take it out of my DVR so that I don't see it even exist so I can stop watching. But that is the last thing I would say. But in general, I don't hate myself for watching any show, but that show was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we get a lot of questions about Love is Blind over the season, but someone just asked a simple question. What are your thoughts on Love is Blind? Um, I thought Love is Blind the first season was amazing. I still will never in my life forget watching a show, being introduced to Lauren and Cameron, thinking, oh, these two are very normal, sane people, and then watching them, like, cry on two sides of a wall and say they loved each other. And I'm like, but what? <laughs> um, and then continuing on through. So, and I also liked the concept of just, like, making people talk to each other. So I'm looking forward to Love is Blind season two. Hopefully they'll have real, genuine people like they did yeah. on season one. Um. Yes, the Love is Blind has become synonymous to not knowing what was coming for us two months later with the pandemic. It was the reality show of the pandemic. But to add to what Aid said, I really like the fact that they get to talk to each other. And I think the best thing that I liked about Love is Blind was that it was filmed a year before. So you guys know how I feel for reunions. Like when we have a reunion, it's actually real. It's like one year later. So whatever's happening is actually like a good, decent amount of time. If I love you, I love you. If I hate you, I really hate you. So um, it was a good concept. My fear is when they try to ramp it up with season two and people who just want to be influencers, what does that do to the show? But yeah, I think it's a pretty good show. Can't wait for season two. I think they're filming, right? Yeah, I got word from somewhere. Oh, it was on Reddit, I think. Someone's like, they're filming at my apartment. They're being shady, but I know it's Love is Blind. I forget how they figured it out. I thought they said they were in Dallas. Is that sound right? I think they're in Dallas. Huh. That That's might be wrong. Very interesting. That's interesting. I wonder if they still get to go to the resort like they did in season one. We'll I mean, find Mexico. out. Mexico's open, so. Okay. Um, 
Someone asked, what are our thoughts on the experts and how they've evolved over the seasons? For example, how do you think the earlier experts compared to the current ones? I think Dr. Pepper is the only remaining expert since the beginning, if I'm not mistaken. I have seen some posts on Reddit claiming that the experts from the first couple seasons were better and apparently more genuine. I haven't seen any seasons before season six, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Thanks, guys, and looking forward to the episode. I also haven't seen any seasons before season six, so mm-hmm. I will defer to you. I mean, I don't even. But I will say I really didn't pay much attention to the experts when I first started watching the show. Yeah, I paid more um, attention to the couples. I still don't think the experts are that relevant, which is a shame. But it's hard. I don't know how to answer this question because the show has been through a lot of evolutions. So in the first seasons, you know, they never met each other. The experts were always there and they actually did stick to what they were. The first time they had like a spirituality, you know, expert and he really was, he just focused on faith. Then the sexuality really just focused on sex. But now Dr. Viviana is supposed to be the sex expert, which she talks about everything. Pastor Kyle is supposed to be about faith, but he just talks about everything. So it's different. They were always around. Like here, we're always like, where are the experts? So basically, the latter seasons of the experts are, of the of the show is like American Idol, and the earlier seasons are like The Voice. Because I always joke that like, The Voice are really about the judges, not really about the the singers because no one knows anything about them. So I don't know that they're better or not, but I will say that the experts were more present in the earlier seasons. They had more of a say. And I guess because there was less time for them to interact with the other couples, there was more time for them to intercede, so to speak, with the couples. And yes, you're right that Dr. Pepper is the only remaining one. Okay. Next question asks us, do you plan on reviewing any other shows that aren't reality, like This Is Us or something else? Um, I think it, I feel like that's a no, because like, I can't even remember the last scripted TV show that I watched. I think I tried <laughs> to watch The Mayor of Easttown, because someone said it was good, and then I got bored, and then everybody said it was good, so now I gotta go back. But I mean, it is so rare. Like, I struggle to remember the last time I watched scripted television. Good Girls. I watch that sometimes. Um, but I also am not as interested in, like, scripted TV. Like, sometimes I watch a really good show. Um, but I just, I can't see myself, like, having all these strong opinions that I have about all the reality TV shows that I watch. <laughs> um, I've said it over and over again. I watch a lot of TV, so I don't mind reviewing other shows. But apparently, it's not going to be with eight. she doesn't watch it but no i think the answer is no like this takes up a lot of time i i i don't know um what other show i will say this well i guess this just proves the point that um we don't talk about our personal i do have another podcast where i am rewatching sex in the city from beginning with another friend um it's called the rewatch sex in the city and you know, we're just watching it differently. I watched it when I was much younger. So it's just seeing how we see the show differently and then relating it to relationships now in your 30s. So I guess that answers a question that I'm reviewing another show that is in reality, but in general and with A, the answer is no. 
So yes, so, you guys, go check out the rewatch Sex in the City with Tane and Nana. It's good. Go, go, especially, you know, if you like Sex in the City, you've got to do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, also, do you watch Love Island? If so, what are your thoughts on the most recent USA season? I watched the first season of Love Island, but... I mean, I don't know what I was doing that summer that I had time to watch. It was short, right? But it was still like three or four episodes a week. I don't I don't see myself doing that again. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I didn't expect any of these people to last. Um, and I'm like, if I don't expect you to last, I don't really want to watch a show devoted to your relationship. What about you? <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to figure out how I can answer this question and shut up after two seconds because I could go on and on about this. The answer is yes. I watch Love Island. Which Love Island? I watch Love Island USA, Love Island UK, Love Island Australia. And I don't, I got introduced to Love Island UK in season four. And I was just hooked and I went all the way back. It's on Hulu for anyone that's interested. And it's just amazing and the best thing to watch. Your question is about the most recent USA season. Like Aid, I watched the first season. It was trash. It was so trash that I dropped it. I don't drop any reality show. If I drop a show, that means it was that bad. So I did. I watched halfway and then I stopped. It wasn't in Fiji and it rained the entire time. So it was just terrible. Who knew that the pandemic taking them to Las Vegas would change everything? Season two was so good. I'm so glad that I stuck it through. I'm so glad that Justine won. I'm obsessed with Justine. Her Instagram just makes me happy. I mean, Sally is very annoying. But I think they had the right mix of people. They hit gold this season. And I'm hoping that, you know, they can strike again. I Like Aid said, no, no one is going to stay in love on this. You know, there are a few successes with the UK. But in the USA version, everyone just wants to be an influencer. So none of that. You're, you're not watching <laughs> for real love. You're just watching <laughs> for the experience and to watch the shenanigans that are on there. So, yes. I encourage everyone to watch season two, and I think it was quick. And it was really nice to see a black girl win, even though they, they started out side-eye. Because for anyone who watches Love Island, whatever the country is, the black girls get treated like crap. Like, if you don't know what the format is, you just have girls in the first episode lined up, and then the guys have to pick who they want. Never, ever, ever is the black girl picked. It's always the black girl ends up with whoever is left over. And then they keep picking everybody else except her. And they were trying to make Justine feel some type of way. So, And she's gorgeous. But it was a really good season, long story short. Okay. Do you guys watch The Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise? If so, who are your favorite couples? I watched the first couple seasons of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Then I took a, more than a decade-long break. And then I ended up watching the last season of The Bachelorette with Claire and Tasha. I was obsessed. We did a bonus episode on Patreon. Um, <laughs> and then I tried to watch the next season of The Bachelor, and I was like, I don't really care about this. And then I haven't even tried with this season of The Bachelorette. But I'm still listening to a podcast that recaps it for me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my favorite, I mean, my favorite couples are from the beginning. So, like, Trista and Ryan, I'm just so happy they're still together. They're still happy and married. They have two wonderful children. But, other, I mean, that's the only couple I think I've watched that has survived. So, of the very few seasons <laughs> I've watched. So, uh, who else is going to be my favorite? <laughs> Tane? 
Yes. Like Aid said, we had a whole episode devoted to The Bachelor and its franchises. I used to watch The Bachelor earlier and then I stopped, but I Bachelor in Paradise, that's my shit. Like that makes me laugh so much. It was like hilarious. And then I got back into The Bachelor because of Rachel when she became the first black bachelorette. And then it's just been a spiral and I'm still stuck in them. The current bachelorette is terrible with Katie. It's very boring, but here I am still watching. Um, I don't have any favorite couples. I am with Tristan and Ryan. I really like them a lot. I did like Evan and Carly because it was just so unlikely, but I mean, now they filed for divorce. So honestly, I do think the franchise has really crappy people. So I don't have any favorite couples. Um, what other guilty pleasure shows do you like? I already said how I feel about guilty pleasures, etc. But in ter- I'll just take out the guilty pleasure part and just say what other shows do I like? What other shows do you like? <laughs> I am currently really enjoying Shaws of Sunset. They are such trash humans. They are the worst people, but they show up every year and they reveal themselves to be trash and they entertain us with it. And it's it's a great show. Um, I'm watching Family Karma. Second season seems to be going pretty well. I usually watch whatever Housewives franchise is on. The only ones I don't watch are New Jersey and Dallas. And I had picked up Dallas and now I'm probably going to drop it again. Um, what else am I, I think watching? I going to drop them too, so. <laughs> <laughs> Love After Lockup to me is the most like underrated best reality show out there. The people are great. Honestly, this is kind of strange, but you know how like 90 Day Fiance, people like got to learn a little bit about immigration. I feel like Love After Lockup teaches us about prison and like, I don't want to say humanizes, but if you don't know anybody who's been to prison, to watch a TV show about people coming out of prison, how hard it is, these crazy relationships with people who only liked you because they could control you because you were in prison. Um, (laughs) I just, I find Love After Lockup to be fascinating. Um... And I'm looking forward to it coming back. What else? I mean, I guess that's what it is for what I want. Oh, Z-Way. I've been watching Z-Way on Showtime. That's it. I think that's that's mainly what I'm watching these days. Um, I'm here just trying to figure out how to whittle down the <laughs> shows that I like. I like them all. Um, I think currently I... I'm liking Ready to Love. I know someone asked about that. I really like Ready to Love. It's like a black dating reality show. It's not, I don't want to say it's like The Bachelor because the format is better. What I like about it is that it's all older people. Like the youngest person there would probably be like 35 or 38. There are people who've been divorced, people who are widows or widowers, people who have kids, and they get a chance to actually date each other. You can go out on dates, and every week you just have to they have a round table, and you get to send someone home, and the way they send them home is face-to-face. They assign someone to actually tell them, we think you're not ready to love. And that's pretty harsh, but true, like an adult. So I like that. There's another one called Put a Ring on It. Like couples who've been together for a while, but they haven't proposed, and they work with an expert, and the whole lesson is they have to watch them date other people but they have to create their own rules so um paradise paradise temptation island that is a huge (laughs) pleasure without the guilt (laughs) that i enjoy because it's the dumbest thing if my boyfriend ever asked me to go on temptation island let's just break up now because (laughs) you don't have 
any good intentions for me. But we have people who have been proposed to over there. So, hey, um, my favorite reality shows are usually the com competition um, shows. I really like Top Chef. I really love this season right now because the, the finalists right now also are, this is the most diverse um, cast that they've had. And they just genuinely love each other. It could be the pandemic, but they're not as cruel. We don't even have a villain this season, which is very rare. And I just really like it. All I'm saying is that Dawn better win or else we riot. But I also like the challenge and I also like Survivor. So those are my my top faves there. Um, The final question in this category is, oh, for this episode is, Please tell me I'm not the only one watching Seeking Sister Wives on TLC. There is a couple that got divorced on paper in order to bring a possible second wife from Brazil. This is next level dumpster fire and it feels like a 90 day fiance crossover. I would love to hear y'all's thoughts on this. I feel like we're about to break your heart. <laughs> Neither of us watch it. <laughs> I will say, I feel like the last people on Earth who don't watch this show, because it has been getting a lot of buzz. Yes. But yeah. I haven't felt any desire, even since the last season. I just, I'm not into this polyamory business. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have the desire, I don't have the time. And I feel like I need to have context. It's not one that I could just skip over or have the summary, and I just haven't had the time to do it. And I feel so bad, but yeah, we don't watch Sickening Sister Wives. Sorry. So, I mean, that's all we have for this episode. I hope we answered a lot of your questions, you know, to your satisfaction. So look out for part two of this episode. We hope you enjoyed this and looking forward to you guys getting to know us better. Anything else to add, A? No, thank you guys. Bye. Bye. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.